Hey loves, I'm Marley Liss, and welcome to the Sensual Revolution. This is a global movement to reclaim sensual empowerment on an embodied and systemic level. My personal path of sensuality has not been easy. Shame around my body image, sexual abuse, and my queerness had me dissociated and numbed the heck out. It's been a big journey to get to where I am today, but I really have turned my pain to purpose. Along the way, I've learned our personal healing makes epic waves in this world. This podcast is here to remind you that your healing is selfless. When you learn to shed shame, love your body, and claim your worth, you pave the way for all people to do the same. Here, you can expect to hear from sexual educators and healers who work at the embodied level of sensual empowerment, as well as policymakers and justice leaders who work at the systemic level. It's all connected. So whether you're at the very beginning of your own sensual healing journey, or you're a sex-positive advocate and superstar, this community welcomes you. Let's come together and revolutionize this planet one loving, sensual step at a time. Hey loves, welcome back to another episode of The Sensual Revolution. Today's episode is so powerful and I just appreciate you all so much for listening and tuning into these. Today you're going to hear from Ronak, who's also known as the Persian Pleasure Queen. She does incredible work helping people break free from what she calls good girl conditioning. We're going to get into that today. It really unpacks, this conversation really unpacks internalized misogyny, people-pleasing, which I know so many of us struggle with. Ronak gets vulnerable about her own journey from wearing a hijab to choosing the central reclamation path that worked for her and the role that reading a book called Pussy played in her life. She shares about universal conditioning we receive as women assigned at birth um, and how we can start shifting out of that. She shares a really cool system of the four good girl archetypes she's come up with. So you basically see like which archetype am I and Renak provides some tangible ways that you can start shifting out of this. We talk about befriending your nervous system, reclaiming your boundaries, the power of saying no, especially in the context of intimacy. We get into some really important conversation around waking up to rape culture, reclaiming body wisdom, and living in consent with yourself and how you can start doing that right the heck now. So I'm so excited for you to hear this today. Ronak is also gifting our gorgeous community a methodology she's come up with called the Bad Bitch Blueprint. If you want to check this out, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. This is a little intensive. She's creative to help women step into flow of becoming the boss bitch they've always wanted in style and with pleasure. If you use the code MARLEY in all caps, you will get $100 off. How sweet is that? So definitely check it out. Ronak is just amazing and this conversation was so inspiring to me and so educational in so many ways. I'm also super stoked because there has been so much gorgeous connection happening in my free Facebook group, Claim Your Sensual Empowerment, and I'm going to be offering a free masterclass in there in just a few weeks, so that's in December. So definitely, if you haven't joined yet, go check it out if you identify as women or non-binary. This is for you. It's a really, really, really beautiful space to get connected with other humans who are reclaiming sensual empowerment and body love in so many ways. So check out link in the show notes. You'll see it there. And let's dive into this episode. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so excited. Today's guest is fabulous and fierce and inspiring. Her name is Ranak, and we're going to get into some epic conversation today. Thank you for being here, love. Do you want to say hi to the people? 
Yes, yes, yes. First of all, I just want to say thank you. I'm super excited to be on your podcast. I am a, a huge fan of your work as well. So uh, hi, humans. I'm Yay. so excited to be here. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Um, uh, I am Ronak. I'm from Iran. I have created a whole life for myself outside of Iran. I came here to America around six years ago. And um, so I'll, I started from school being a software developer and I was a software developer. I mean, when I say I was, I still have the skills. So I'm kind of like, I am a software developer, but I don't work as a software developer. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in a very like um, male dominated field and I was really like thriving in what I was doing, but it was not me. Mm-hmm. So about a, a couple of years ago I realized how disconnected I am from my body from my like I didn't want love like it was just such a shit show of chaos Mm. and so today I help women with all the things that I have struggled with I was such a good girl I always wanted to um, be just obeying the laws Mm -hmm. of the good girl um being so accommodating to everyone and really doing everything for other people. And I was not even on the list of priorities. Mm -hmm. So I have created a method and something that has like really, really helped me um, and a few clients to really, really get into their, get into their bodies, get into their purpose and like what they truly want to create in the world and to really get rid of the patterns of the good girl mm-hmm. and break those and break through so yes. here we are I have yes. also I just want to add that I have worked with Layla Martin I'm not sure if you guys have heard of her but um Layla Martin Mama Gina I've been in the world but um with Layla Martin I have done my coaching certification in 2020 the year of chaos yeah (laughs) amazing yay and you're here today embodying this like incredible badass kind of like rebellious super liberated embodiment and that is so much of what your messaging is too we were talking right before we hit record and just saying like I was checking out your Instagram right before this and I always love your videos and you really do like transmit that super liberated energy that for a lot of people might feel really edgy can you tell us like what is the good girl archetype what is that and what is the opposite of that or the alternative to that yeah so good girls I feel like it's just such a universal thing so I'm from Iran I have friends from India Pakistan America Europe we're all the same so like it's just the conditioning that we get just because we have the pussy in between our legs that's mm-hmm. it so and like these can look so different like from like one person to the other the, based on the studies that I've done on women it's like some some women are like we are all um We all want to be taking care of others. We do a lot of um, emotional labor Mm -hmm. that is like very much like really underneath so many layers that if you ask someone, they're like, yeah, I don't do anything. No, I'm just like a mother. And like, you know, I love when people are like, I'm just a mother. I'm like, do you know what you do for the world? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I feel like the good girl is, is, all the conditioning that we get when we are growing up in the society of the patriarchy, obviously we live in. And also it's kind of like so many layers. So we have all this generational conditioning that's like our mothers got from their mothers and from Mm -hmm. their mothers, it was all from love for keeping us safe and all of this. But we know with this whole rise of the feminine, we know that like, we are breaking through so many of these conditionings Mm -hmm. by really tapping into our power. Mm -hmm. And it was all these conditionings were just to keep women tamed and in a cage and in like a jail that I call it. Like we put girls in such a box so they know that they don't have to get out of line. 
And if they do, they start blaming themselves, shaming themselves for being a rebel. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that you mentioned like my videos and all of that. So coming from Iran, the first thing that I needed to really claim was my body. Mm-hmm. And I love that your work is so much around like sensual pleasure and all of these um, beautiful things. So obviously underneath hijab, I didn't have to show much of my body. I could like really just, um, you know, just hide it from everyone. But I feel like when I came here and I was like, okay, I can actually wear the things that I want to, then I could not hide it, at least not from myself, right? (laughs) So it was like the first step for me to step into how I can claim my power. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for us, really, the first step is to claim our bodies. To go back to your question, I do I do go into tangents a lot. So no, it's part, I didn't even notice. I was like totally there with you. In rapture. Perfect. <laughs> so going back to the good girl, I feel like um, there are like so many ways that we can break out of this conditioning, but it's it has it takes work. It takes practice, just mm-hmm. like everything else personal development right so um some of the things you mentioned good girl archetype so Mm -hmm. I something that I have been really um diving into in the past um nine ten months is like this different archetypes that I see it's like different boxes of a good girl Mm -hmm. and which is like such an interesting thing because I never thought this would be the thing that I would go into yeah um But it's so me like so it's like I think we are all doing the work that we need Mm -hmm. because it's just the power comes from there so I kind of want to go into the archetypes that I have like came up with right now is that okay is that cool yeah totally totally go for it yeah cool so there are four different good girl archetypes that I have figured out and it's not an end-all be-all thing, but I want your listeners to really think about which box do they put themselves in so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is not to put you in another box and like another archetype and da-da-da-da-da. No, I just want you to see like which one works, like which one is like the top one. So you can kind of have a good I call it the bad bitch blueprint Mm -hmm. which I'm going to talk about afterwards um so you have like a roadmap because I feel like one of the things that we really in the personal development work we um look for is like where do I start from Mm -hmm. like what is the first step I feel like with this I can help like women really see what the first step is yeah okay so the good girl archetypes Mm -hmm. (laughs) the first one is there are actually there are four so the first one is the independent woman Mm -hmm. why is it a good girl archetype because this is the overachiever she is the I want to do it all I want to do it alone I don't need help she doesn't ask for support she wants to do it all looking smoking hot she just wants to be perfect Mm-hmm. this is because she has learned that like with overachieving that's the only way that she can get love right and you can find this like in a lot of like either um like first child girl mm-hmm. or like the only child girl and the the one way that you can like really break out of this is to ask for support because Mm -hmm. asking for support is so hard for this archetype yeah yeah can you tell us Renak like which do you identify with this like yeah you yeah I I will I will tell you which one is me okay cool cool yeah (laughs) and why (laughs) yeah I can I can relate to that one for sure I'm sure there's there's like bits and pieces that people can relate to within each one 
Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And as I said, like, it's not an end-all be-all. You might see yourself in all of them, but like one is like the top one. Right, right, right. Got and it. it's like based on the number of people that I've seen. So I feel like the independent woman is the like the first one because a lot of women can like really like relate and be like, well, yeah. that is me. I'm so excited about this system. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's a whole system. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like our brains really work with like, what is the next step and bubble? Yeah. Although I don't want to give anyone steps, but this is the first step. So mm-hmm. that's it. So the second one is the sacrificer or the caretaker. Hmm. So this is like the shadow of a mother, which means like she puts everything and everyone first. Mm-hmm. She totally forgets about herself. She does all the emotional labor for everyone. She is um she is she has all of these like list of tasks that she has and none of them is for her Hmm. it's all for the well-being of others so she's basically putting herself out just to be in service of others and um I saw I say the shadow of a mother because like I feel like in the patriarchy we have like learned that like mothers have to just like forget themselves they have to be selfless and blah 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 I just feel like that narrative just needs to die Mm -hmm. and so if you are seeing yourself in the sacrificer or the caretaker I would like for you the first step is to let others take care of you because I'm sure there are people around you who want to take care of you but you don't even see it you don't even count them and the first step is really letting others take care of you mm-hmm. that can look like letting your child give you a glass of water when they are in the kitchen or you know just like small things really small tasks that really can help you step into receiving yeah I love those small examples because I think sometimes it can feel so overwhelming and like we're like do I have to change my whole worldview and approach to life and you're so right it's like those small things and what I hear in this too is just this this reminder that these archetypes are not sustainable they're not sustainable yeah thank you for that the third archetype is the yes girl so Mm -hmm. this girl just says yes to everything do you want to go out yes although she wants to just be in her little cave in her room and basically do nothing Mm -hmm. she is basically accommodating to everyone she wants to accommodate because that's the way she learned that she can get love Mm -hmm. so like accommodating to family to co-workers to to their manager to even their like the people who work for them so this archetype really the first step for them is saying no mm-hmm. I know it's like very obvious it's like the yes girls so you obviously have to say no and mm-hmm. it's like so what how can we like how can you start embodying this if you are the re- yes girl I would like to invite you with like one of your good friends ask them to every day for a week ask you something mm-hmm. ask you to do something for them and you have to say no. Mm-hmm. And you have to say no. And you don't have to explain. Yeah. No, I don't have the capacity for this. No, I don't have the time to go out. No, uh, this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. Just saying no. Yes. Can you give us a little more insight into your own journey with that? Because I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking as you're saying that of a time that I was asked to do a similar exercise yeah. And it was super new and edgy and mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah. for me to say no. Yeah. And it was just a journey to get to that place to say, this is okay. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what, what did that feel like for you at first when you started playing around with this? And then how did that maybe or maybe not shift over time? Yeah. So actually this is like the archetype that I have the least in me I'm so comfortable with saying no amazing yeah 
But something that I'm not good at is in relationships, in romantic relationships, saying no. Like mm-hmm. in um, like when we're in a sexual interaction, when you're in an intimate moment, mm-hmm. I cannot say no. I could mm-hmm. not say no. So yeah. how I started like working on that was pausing. Hmm. when you are asked something the yes girl normally wants to just be like oh yes of course I'll do it yeah yeah why not I will go out with you I will do this for you I will give you a head like yeah 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 of course but it's like take a moment take a breath and really connect with your boundaries and what you desire at that second Mm -hmm. like what do you really want Mm -hmm. and how would it look like for you to connect to your nervous system because the first thing for all of these archetypes is befriending our nervous system because Mm -hmm. this is all created by our nervous system because our nervous system is so fucking wise and it just wanted to keep us safe keep us um keep us regulated in a sense that's why came up with all of these different things of you know the conditionings that we got and you know we learned that we have to say yes all the time to be loved to be safe Mm -hmm. so and reminding yourself in that situation because normally it's not somebody putting a gun in your head and you're saying no thank you I don't want that Mm -hmm. it's normally your friend asking you to do something or in an intimate relationship like your partner asking you or your parents asking you to do something and if it's a real no and you can connect to that part of your body that actually the no comes from you can just start like by alchemizing those feelings inside of you you don't have to say it in the first one or the second one or whatever for me it was a build-up first I connected to my body to my no second I had to regulate my nervous system so like when we were in an intimate conversation in an intimate like situation in like a sexual interaction I had to like put my hand on my pussy or my heart and just be like actually I don't think I can do this so it's a no right now Mm -hmm. and I want to do this from a from a place of really wanting to do it Mm-hmm. to really be a yes so I I want me to be a yes a full-on fuck yes to this mm-hmm. yeah and just imagine being on the other side of it receiving it I'm like yeah of course I want you to be a fuck yes to go out with me to do this for me or whatever mm-hmm. I don't want you to just come out just because I want you to you know be out and like you know with my friends mm-hmm. that makes sense at all yeah, 100%. And I want to just like give this a moment because I love that you went there and brought in sexuality and intimacy. And this is such an important one. And we don't get this in sex education. We don't get it in mainstream pornography, right? And so hearing that is huge. And what I really hear and what you're saying is consent with ourselves. Yes. Right? Like we talk about consent a lot. Hopefully, hopefully we talk about if you're listening to this podcast, then hopefully you talk about consent a lot. Yeah. Um, but with ourselves, it's like taking that pause to actually ask. And if if you would take that pause to ask a partner if something's okay, then like what a loving thing and an important and necessary thing to do that with yourself too. Yes. So that is what I feel you're like role modeling and speaking about. And it's huge, huge, huge. So thank you for bringing that in with you. One hundo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's honoring your yes and honoring your no. Mm-hmm. I feel like as the good girl, especially the yes girl, we learn that like we have to accommodate everything. Mm-hmm. Like else we don't get love. We are not safe. We don't belong. It's everything is around love, safety and belonging. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we feel like we don't get those, we basically created all of these little things to, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. be safe, to be loved, yeah. belong. So thank you so much for bringing that up also, because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially in your work, we are, you are really embodying all of that as well. So this honoring the no, 
-hmm. having consent with ourselves, as you said, it's a, it's a journey. It's a practice. And I really want everyone who's listening to this podcast to just really, really be kind to yourself and be gentle. You might not get it the first time or second time or the 10th or a hundredth time, but I promise you, you will get there. You Mm -hmm. will get there. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice, just like any other thing. It's all a muscle that you need to kind of work. Yeah. How do you feel now, love? Because you were saying that it was really hard for you at first to say no during intimacy. And like, where do you feel you're at now with that? So I feel like um, for me, it started with like, you know, me being so like, especially when I didn't want to do something, I would get like, like a really, like a nervous system response of like, shut down. Yeah. So I had to first come to my partner. Mm-hmm. Right now I go to them. I'm like, I actually don't like this. Like I don't like being choked. Mm-hmm. Like before even going to that, um, going into intimacy. And even if we are in and like, let's say like we are in it and like things happen, like I pause and I stop and I'm like, can we just like take a breath together? Like, is it okay if we just close this and like cuddle? Because I am not, I am not feeling like I can like continue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just honest, like Mm -hmm. still it happens that I'm like, fuck, did it? But it's okay, you know, I can't yeah. and I still, I don't want to, I just want women to stop shaming themselves or blaming themselves if something goes wrong or they do something that they said they wouldn't do. Because mm-hmm. I think patriarchy, we learned like, you know, this is the thing and you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it, then you're shamed and you're a failure and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. If we make our healing like so militant and rigid and perfectionistic, is that a word, perfectionistic? Then, <laughs> <laughs> then it's so, it's so ca- counterproductive. It's like, you know, we're just, we're just bringing shame into new areas. So it's so beautiful that you bring in that compassion of be patient with yourself because yeah, we all, we all have, we're all humans. This is why imposter syndrome is such a thing. Like we're all human. So even if you're, you know, on Instagram, the Persian pleasure queen, (laughs) or for me, like sensuality coach, that doesn't mean that we don't have those moments where we have to say like, who, this is really hard. I'm going to try to do it. And sometimes we do. And sometimes we don't, but having the compassion is everything I want to say too, because I love that you brought up the pause so much. I think that even just saying I'm going to take a pause is already a huge breakthrough. One of my favorite spaces for this is the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like maybe during sex, maybe during sex, it's a little different. It doesn't have to be, but yeah. say you're like on a date and someone's like, do you want to come back to my place? And you're like, kind of panic. You're just like, oh my gosh, maybe let me just run to the bathroom. I really have to go <laughs> You go to the bathroom. You feel your feet on the floor. You take a second, you ground, you check in and you give yourself that space. So for anyone who is not connected with the bathroom as a pause sanctuary, <laughs> it's a good spot. <laughs> okay, so tell us, I think that was three. That was the third. Okay, what is the fourth archetype? The fourth archetype, which is which has been me, but I've been working on it a lot. It's yeah. in practice again. Yeah. Is the hero shiro seeker. I also call her the I don't know girl, the wide-eyed girl. She's mm. always looking outside for confirmation, for giving, getting the answers. And when she, when people don't want to do, like, decide for her, she gets resentful. Like, tell me what to do. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, they don't trust their wisdom. They don't trust their, like, inner intuition they don't trust their body Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is me Mm -hmm. archetype (laughs) so that is my (laughs) first archetype my second archetype is the independent woman yeah I think I would be like independent woman vibes for sure yeah (laughs) yeah 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 that would be my my number one I think 
Yes. <laughs> so um, I feel like with the I don't know girl, with the hero, Shiro seeker, she is always like in a place that like, you know, she's always like in dilemma. Like, what, what, what do I do? What do I do? Like, she's the, like, when she gets a message from like a boyfriend, she would be like asking everyone, what does this mean? Or like, what should I respond? Or like when it comes to taking a step in a biz in the business, in their business, like they would be like, let me ask everyone else. But like, they don't even think of like coming them to themselves to ask mm-hmm. the question from themselves. Yes. And for this archetype, if you see yourself in this archetype, especially, oh, and there's something I forgot. So they, we get this archetype, we get very resentful when people refuse to do things for us, mm-hmm. to make decisions for us. And if you are this archetype, or if you see yourself in this archetype a lot, um, what I would want you to, what I would uh, invite you to do is whenever there is a decision to be made or mm-hmm. there is there is something that you can't quite understand or like you want to get confirmation on, again, I want you to pause, take one of the senses out and that's like the easiest one is sight. So like close your eyes and take a deep breath in your own body mm-hmm. and ask the question from yourself, from your intuition. It's so hard for me, super hard for me. Yeah. So... I feel like it takes time. It takes mm-hmm. practice. Like you see me outside, like I'm literally in the middle of Walmart. I'm like, what do I want? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what should I respond to this like message? And I feel like really for all of these archetypes, really pausing really helps. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we have learned that like we have to... Um, we have to be faster, we have to be stronger, we have to like be be a man, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. So like we always were in um kind of like um like a competition with men. So we always thought we needed to be faster or stronger, da 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 da. Although we already are, we already know that. Like yesterday I was telling a friend, I'm like, everything a man can do, I can do bleeding in heels. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I feel like for this archetype, especially because I have, I am totally a hero seeker, hero, hero seeker, really going back to the responses that you get from your body. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I respond to this message that I got? You <sighs> take a breath. And I just listen to the sensations like the feelings that I get and like honestly the first two three months it was just like you don't even know what you're doing like why are you why are you closing your eyes like yeah like don't do that bullshit but like as time went by I started actually feeling oh like when I get this like I get hate messages let's say Mm -hmm. and when I would see those or like I see like different like messages from people who don't even know me and they start judging me like and I would wanted somebody to tell me what to do with this I would just close my eyes and then I would start feeling wow there is like a feeling of like coldness in my hands when I get like these kind of things so like I go to the sensation first Mm-hmm. and then as time went by I realized I actually don't connect with the thing that they said like it's really not mine so I don't right. even have to have an answer for this mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense but like yes, really going yeah. to our, back to our intuition and really to our bodies and trusting our wisdom is very mm-hmm. important yeah this is huge and I really feel I love this system you've made of like the four archetypes And I feel like it's almost um, four different expressions of internalized misogyny, Mm -hmm. essentially, Mm -hmm. right? And I I think it's such a huge reclamation because like you were saying, 
This comes from our conditioning. It comes from intergenerational messaging and trauma that's been passed down. Like it's, it's a lot bigger than, than us. So it's a huge, huge, huge reclamation and that work of like reclaiming intuition. And like you're saying, tune in and ask, ask your own body what you want and validate that enough that you act on it or communicate it. Like that's a huge reclamation. It is. Yeah. It yeah. And I want uh, your listeners to really, again, be gentle. Mm. Because there is a spectrum. Like, I know, like, my, let's say, like, the teachers that I have, and like, they connect to their body so fast. Mm-hmm. It take you a year, but I promise you, you will get there. It took me, to be honest, like, it took me, like, around two and a half years to understand when they say like close your eyes and connect to your heart space what that fucking means (laughs) it took me like every day 15 second practices Mm -hmm. to get to that place yeah like small practices but you know being consistent is is the key yeah it's it's such it's such full out work and there's so much deconditioning that that happens. And I think sometimes we have these questions of judgment and self-doubt that are like, why is this so hard for me? And I think sometimes there's a beauty to actually answering that, being like, why is it so hard for me? Yeah. I don't know, maybe because doctors and lawyers and patriarchy essentially for our whole lives and even before that, like we've been told that we don't know the answer that we don't have the wisdom, that we need a man to tell us, or we need a quote, quote, authority to tell us. So it makes sense that it's hard for us. So thank you for bringing that patience. I know I struggle with patience a lot of the time. So I I imagine other people do too. (laughs) I'm like, I don't get it. I did a five minute meditation. Why isn't everything changed? It's like, you know, going to the gym for three days and being like, where the fuck is my app? Like, right are they they're yeah. not this shit doesn't work uh-huh you know it's it takes time to build muscle you have to have like a good micro gut microbiome so you can like like absorb things and then work the muscle get enough protein like there are so many factors yeah I feel like in like coaching um world one of the things that i really love is that like we we really look into like the trauma and stuff like that. And also something that can be like a little bit sticky is the codependent relationship that create gets created in like um, client, uh, sorry, coach, coachy relationship, mm-hmm. um, which I'm trying to really change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I even went in there, but anyway, so like it takes time for that muscle to get get built so be be patient (laughs) yes I would love to know okay so I remember when I kind of like woke up to patriarchy and I actually like felt it and saw it and it's almost like the fish out of water thing you know like a fish doesn't know that it's in water it's just like how it always is and then same thing like that's how I felt you know it went through the world and then all of a sudden I was like wow rape culture for example is real and it's everywhere and I feel it and I see it and it took like education and role models and stuff and just sources of liberation like examples of liberation for me to see that there was another option I was like okay I don't have to just succumb to this so what was it for you that that inspired you or showed you that there was even an alternative to like the good girl conditioning? Mm, mm. So I feel like um, it's so interesting that you asked that question because like there is like two different points in my life that I felt like it was like, you know, I hit a rock bottom my version of rock bottom into I really want to like go for my purpose I want this 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 and this but like I am just being put down just because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. so 
growing up in growing up in Iran it I feel like it was just because I didn't want to it was not my um truth to wear hijab it was really not my truth so I feel like it was not hard to see that like how the patriarchy and how like um in our like literal part of the world how it has created this dynamic for girls from the age of nine and ten to wear hijab so I feel like that was like my first point that I was like I am tired like I don't want to wear this and that was like around like my teenage years that I was like I really want to be free mm-hmm. but the second one was when I feel like it was in 2019 and yes it was mid 2019 it was before I started my coaching certification I didn't even know I wanted to be a coach and I feel like I hit a rock bottom in the sense of I was done being in relationships that I was always put down or or I was seen as a second um, degree, uh, you know, of a human, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, uh, so 2019 is where, when I was in America for at least like four years. So I feel like I could see all these like women that are like out and like they were proud of their body, like so much body reclamation and I, hated my body to the core I just was like you know although I was you know not wearing the hijab and I could not hide my body but I feel like that was the first first step Mm -hmm. for me to really claim and see how patriarchy has put us all down and that's when I read the book Pussy, a reclamation okay. by Mama Gina. Recommend, 10 to 10, recommend. Yes, recommend <laughs> it for sure. <laughs> and I feel like I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hit like a part of me that was like, oh my God. Yeah. I hit this part that I was like, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in, in, in a little bit. Mm. like how women hate women mm. when, when we see like another woman is owning their body and owning their power and all of that I was I, honestly I was one of those I was like that bitch like yeah these things she's all that like the fuck mm-hmm. get back in the fucking line um and I feel like and then I saw mama Gina you know Regina Thomas Shower that like wrote uh, the the book pussy and then I um had like a love coach and then she opened my eyes and then I came across Layla Martin's work and I was like oh my god it's like Mm -hmm. such a dive like a deep dive into like her work is such a deep dive into like your intuition like your sovereignty and all of these things I was like whoa 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 and all of these like it was just like like mind open heart open and I feel like all the cracks really got me to be here today I hope Mm -hmm. I answered your question (laughs) totally totally and this is so powerful because it shows the power of a role model and just what we each do for each other. Like you've done this for me, you've shared like I've done this for you. We all do this for each other in a way of like, we reclaim that liberation for ourselves and we show, we thereby show everyone and every woman around us that there's another way, there's another option. So like all those teachers and role models and that I just, I felt so strong that moment where you were like, you read the book and you're like, what the fuck? like. And you're just like, what? Well, why are we all doing that whole like oppression, conformity, complacency thing when, when this is 
another another way of living and of course that's not accessible to all of us it's not safe for all of us to embody like what even to sit on a in a public place and read a book called pussy like for, for some of us or we can't access it right um and if we can like that's an option and just the power of seeing people living that way is huge I know that was huge for me too so thank you for sharing that yes absolutely and I feel like one of the things that really like has been with me since I think I was two three years old I have always loved to dance Mm -hmm. so public dance for women is not possible in Iran so like it was just like a like our dance classes were like in places that were like you know you had to go in a basement and nobody hush hush nobody hears about it which is like getting really much better today but like imagine like 20 years ago a 10 year old me really wanted to like learn dances and like I love dances like part of like who I am how I alchemize different like uncomfortable feelings and all of that so (laughs) it's just um as I was just like evolving as a woman and like becoming um you know young adult And then I came to America when I was 23, 24 years old. And um, I claimed that part of me. Mm -hmm. So I started dancing um, West Coast Swing. It's a partner dance. There was no partner dance back like in Iran. So like, it was just like such a huge thing that I would just like be dancing like in front of like thousands of people in the spotlight. I would just like claim that shit and I would love it but I would have never given myself the opportunity or even like the, um, the, you know, that permission that like, I can be loved if I'm in the center of attention, mm-hmm. you know, like it's okay to be a woman and be in the center of attention. It's okay to claim the stands. It's okay to go around competing. Like it's, it's okay. And like, I feel like, that was the part of me that was getting evolved like from the age of like two, three years old and like movement and how I really use my body. Like dance is really my meditation. It's everything for me really. And I feel like every woman has something. Mm -hmm. And I know like you have a lot of like, you connect with dance a lot as well. So I feel like when I stepped into, I wanna like break out of the good girl patterns the first thing that came to my mind was like, I want to dance. Like I want to dance and I want to like send a message. I want women who are, we're all oppressed, right? But like, it's different. Like it's different Mm -hmm. levels and different like situations and different countries and cultures that Mm -hmm. we have. So I just wanted like every woman to see my videos, to connect to my messaging in a way that like if she could, Mm-hmm. connect and like claim her body and dance and enjoy her body in front mm-hmm. of god knows like thousands who are seeing her videos I can claim my body my stretch marks my my double chin or the fact that like I don't have any fat on my body like I want like I just was like I was like yes that's the message I want to send to women yeah. and like I can like look into a woman's eyes and be like, if I could do it, like you can do it too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was just like such a big step for me mm-hmm. in like coming to the social media and how I wanted to really um, connect to people. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah, that's yeah. part of my life. So beautiful. I feel you and dance so much. And it just, it just feels like, you have become the role model that you probably needed and wanted and like craved as a little girl. And I think that that is so beautiful. Um, And I just think that that like heals the world essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, has it been an hour already? Like what? (laughs) I I literally like, I looked at the clock for a second and I was like, no. (laughs) 
like what I I'm so okay let's keep going for a bit <laughs> just like a vortex we knew that would happen we were like we knew we were gonna go into a little vortex um yes one of my one of my main takeaways from what you've shared is that part of a major part of breaking free from the good girl conditioning is reclaiming choice mm -hmm. and i hear that so much in the four archetypes and the beautiful invitations that you shared those like challenges that so here for that if people try that out or when people try that out feel free to tag either of us let us know how yes. it goes yes. um and i hear that reclamation of choice in your own story and how you how you empowered yourself enough to actually ask if the things that you learned from your culture were right for you yeah. and for some people they are right for some people they're like yes this feels great and for some people they're like wait a second it doesn't and and the key is asking just mm -hmm. like you said pausing pausing to listen for what actually works for you and i just think that that is so beautiful and that so many people require that message i know me like pretending or thinking i was a straight girl for my whole life like it, what if i had asked right what if i had asked myself and known to ask and known there was even a, a no alternative available so yay for resources you're a walking dancing revolution and it's gorgeous <laughs> um tell again i'm like shocked and confused about how the time is already the time, but is there okay before we wrap up is there anything else that you super want to share or any message that you want to leave the listeners with you've already given us so much so we will celebrate if you say nope <laughs> um i feel like if i if you would give me two minutes i just want to share something about yeah why I say the other side of the good girl is a bad bitch. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it quick. I feel like the bitch is the world that I want all of us to claim. The reason is a woman is a bitch when she is honoring her boundaries, loving her body. She is standing up for herself. And the bad bitch, which I like, I call it the bad bitch, but like you, in, you have an inner rich bitch, uh, an inner uh, slutty bitch. Like you have like all those parts that like you know that can like achieve all the money that she desires, all the success, and she can be like all pleasure filled. But like how we have been put in a box that we are, we are not connected to those parts of us. Mm -hmm. Again, let's go back to the word bitch. So the society says a woman is a bitch when she's not a good girl. We've talked about the good girl, right? Mm -hmm. When a woman calls another woman a bitch is when she is either intimidated or resentful because she wants that woman to just get back in line and be a good girl. Mm -hmm. And when a man calls a woman a bitch, and I'm not saying like, you know like all the man it's like universal but we are living in a patriarchy that's why i'm talking to our men that really i would love for all of them to step up when a man calls a woman a bitch is when the woman is not tamed anymore when mm -hmm. he cannot have power over her mm -hmm. so when we claim the word bitch, when we unleash that part of ourselves that is okay saying no, ask for support, love our bodies, connect to that like spiritual side, we are okay with like that slutty, sexual, sensual part of ourselves. And we don't overgive and overachieve. We just believe in our truth and we are connected to our really, really authentic self. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's like our authentic self is like underneath so many layers of the good girl conditioning that like bad bitch that bitch that unleashing that part of yourself really means being super authentic with yourself and like really connecting to that part of you mm -hmm. I just really wanted to add this that like on the, this is like the answer to your first question mm -hmm. that was like what is the other side of the good girl which yeah. is 
language and like reclaiming the word. I love this so much. And I actually wrote down, like I was watching one of your reels and the whole reel was about breaking down the idea that being a bad bitch means being horrible to everyone and being reckless. And I am so appreciative of the way that you just like painted that picture because it's, it's deep. And I think sometimes, and, and I don't mean to like suck the fun out of the world of reclaiming pleasure and everything. Like sometimes it's like, Ooh, fluffy, like hair toss, like badass sparkly dress. And that's all amazing and beautiful. And there's such a depth there's a depth within claiming the bad bitch archetype. And that makes me feel such a deep respect for that. And I think that, um, that that's really cool. I think it's very different than just like, Ooh, you're a bad bitch. Like, haha, that's fun. You know, it's, you can really feel the depth of what that, that reclamation and liberation actually means and it's amazing and it's contagious in the best way it really is like you see those reels you see those videos and you feel the energy and you're like "Ooh, I want to put on a song and dance I want to wear uh Renax wearing amazing uh fuck the patriarchy earrings they're they say that and they're fabulous um Just the inspiration is so tangible. And I also really appreciate that you got into that like patriarchal competition conversation between women because it's such a different paradigm to say we're exchanging inspiration and we're being role models for one another. And we're like dancing in that liberation together. Like, yes, this is the world I want to live in. So thank you for living in that world with me and all the beautiful listeners. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Really women. I I just, my dream is a world where women support each other, bring each other up. Doesn't really matter how the other one is. Like we see each other as the bitches, the goddesses, the whores, whatever you want to say. But like Mm -hmm. we see each other as those like queens and we really step into our power and our authentic self mm-hmm. and um, really love seeing another bitch mm-hmm. rise. Mm-hmm. So the vision is bitches rising for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And one, and you've done this and I'll claim too, like I've done this in many ways too. Like one bitch rising makes it safer for everyone else to do the same it like paves the way it makes it a little bit safer um and more accessible so yes tell the beautiful people how can they connect with you how can they follow along with your journey and learn more about your offerings and everything yes um so you can find me on instagram come just like learn things it's at the.pleasure.queen so you can find me at the Persian Pleasure Queen uh, on Instagram and just message me just message me tell me like how this whole conversation has either impacted you or whatever I'm just here for all your delicious uh, words Mm -hmm. and also you can find me on Facebook I have a Facebook group uh, unleash your inner bad bitch so come join we'll talk about different things and it's getting more alive these days it's a one-on-one coaching and um for this year and come let's have a conversation i have free calls that i give away so i have around 10 left for next month and this month so come just let's have a conversation and just message me and we can figure it out. I love you guys so much. And I'm truly, truly inspired by Marley and what she does. And I'm super excited that I could be here. And yeah, let's change the world one woman at a time. Thank you, love. Thank you everyone for listening. And Ronak, again, just like your whole journey, your whole journey is so inspiring and just meeting you as you are is so incredible and then learning some of the context of like what got you to this embodiment is so deeply um moving and empowering as well so thank you thank you thank you listeners let us know like archetypes vibes super curious about that um i'm gonna play around with that more for sure 
<laughs> yes. Just tell me like, maybe like on, a, on your Instagram story, just tell me like what archetype you think you are. And I just would love to celebrate you and just be here to just see you rise. Thank you so much for listening, loves. I hope that that conversation was as inspiring and energizing for you as it was for me. I think Ronak is just amazing. Definitely go follow her on Instagram. She is thebomb.com. And check out the intensive that she so generously offered us $100 off for. So again, link is in the show notes for that. I'm sending you all so much love. Please do review this podcast and share it if it resonates with you. It really helps us to amplify these messages of sensual reclamation and get ready for another epic episode coming out next week. Every Wednesday, new episodes of The Sensual Revolution.